0: Did you know you only have two seconds to tell your puppy you like or dislike what they're doing? And if you tell your puppy in time, but you've not actually conditioned the meaning of your words, you actually haven't communicated with your puppy at all. Meaning regardless of how high value your food is, it doesn't mean your puppy will repeat the behavior as they may link the food to an entirely different behavior. For example, if you ask your puppy for a sit, and you start getting the food out of your pocket and they suddenly jump up to get the food from your hand, you've actually rewarded for the jumping, not for the sit. So how do we effectively reward and communicate with our puppies? Well, we do that through markers. So let's dive into today's episode all about just that. This is the Perfect Puppy Podcast with Miriam Pollard walking you through all the steps you need to train the perfect puppy for your lifestyle so what are markers markers are a word or a noise that we classically condition our puppies to to tell them what we like or dislike what they're doing the markers are usually a short sharp sound so we can time our rewards correctly As a trainer, I use several kinds of markers that I've conditioned different meanings to so I can provide clear communication to Tiggy when I'm training her. This ensures she is more confident in the exercise. The first few episodes I did of the Perfect Puppy podcast, I said the first thing I teach was a puppy's name. Well, after much more research and analysing how I actually train, this isn't correct anymore. In fact, I didn't decide on Tiggy's name until she was about three months old. So instead, during the first month, the main ways I'm communicating with my puppy are through markers, as this is building our relationship as the puppy learns that I'm providing clarity in our training. So what kind of markers are there? So the two most popular types of markers are terminal and continuation markers. A terminal marker tells the dog, I like what you're doing, you're getting paid, and it's the end of the exercise, kind of like a monthly wage. You then have a continuation marker. This is a verbal marker, or a sound, which is typically praise to tell the dog, I like what you're doing, and keep doing it. Think of this like praise from your boss or colleague. Before I get into all the markers I personally use, there are two ways to communicate these markers to your dog, verbally or through a sound. A verbal marker is a word I personally use yes as my terminal and good as my continuation. The downside of this is it's inconsistent. However, it means you won't lose it as long as you have your voice and it's free. And it's also quite more convenient. Then you have a sound, typically a clicker, but quite frankly, it can be any sound. What it means is that it's consistent and it means that it won't change, meaning it's easier to classically condition this and it provides predictability and clarity when communicating with your puppy. The downside is that clickers are really easy to lose. And as I'm recording this, I haven't been able to find mine for a week. And also, if you're learning to coordinate and juggle your dog and training, an extra tool in your hand can be kinda tricky, especially if your poppy pulls, but otherwise they are an absolutely amazing tool. So what markers do I personally use? So, I always teach my clients a terminal marker and then progress to a continuation marker. However, there are loads of ways to use a marker. These are the markers I personally use or have used with Tiki. Apologies in advance if this gets quite complicated. So my first one is a terminal marker. I have both a verbal and a clicker charged. Tiggy knows the verbal marker better than the clicker because I use it more. However we've started using the clicker far more so my communication is consistent, predictable and clear. My second marker is a continuation marker. I use a verbal marker for this. I can't be asked to learn how to click a marker three times to charge a continuation marker. Like I said the pros of a continuation marker is the consistency and if i can't consistently click three times then quite frankly it's not worth it to me i do though need to charge a consistent continuation marker but this is me generally just being lazy with tiki (laughs) i'll be frank Uh, My third one is an external terminal marker. So I have two terminal markers. I have my external reward terminal marker, which is a go get the toy or go get the reward. Then my normal terminal marker, which I've just spoken about, is come to me for the reward or toy. I found there was so much confusion when I'd have two toys, one on me and one away, and I want her to come to me, so I decided to add this one recently, and it's been absolutely incredible, because before I would say, for example, my yes marker, my terminal marker, and she'd go the other way or come to me, and I'd have to correct her or nudge her the other way, and it created so much confusion because she didn't really know where she had to go for the reward. She did the exercise, great. It was just like, great, okay, where do I go? So this provided extra clarity and extra clear communication in our toolbox, so to speak. (laughs) The fourth one is a no reward marker. And quite honestly, I rarely use this. I find this more of a nagging marker and word, but I have charged it to tell Tiggy she's not going to get a reward if she continues doing whatever she's doing it is sometimes handy when I'm free shaping because she'll sometimes go into a sit stay, down stay, or, you know, progress through all her other rewards for ages and then wait for a marker. This is more common for like her down stays and her sit stays because she'll just be there for ages. Um, However, the whole point of free shaping is for them to figure it out. So I really don't like the no reward marker. I think it's just... It's one of those markers where you're giving your dog, you're not allowing them the freedom to figure things out. That's my personal preference. However, it can be useful if used correctly. I just haven't really found a use for it. So therefore, I haven't practiced it properly. And quite frankly, I'm not the person to ask um, about how to charge a no reward marker that's consistent and precise because I don't really use it. And then my fifth one is a correction marker. Now, I'm throwing this in because I've thought about doing this, but honestly, I generally can't be asked. I usually say leave for to stop what you're doing and come to me or a week recall. So I have something I can reward for as I don't want my, I don't want to mix up my markers. For example, I've just corrected you, you stopped doing it, and then I reward you. Well, I can just use a leave or a recall for that instead. But you can charge this. It can be very handy when you have a vocal dog and you need them to stop barking at the door from a distance. However, I think I'd rather just a shut up and be quiet command and then reward for that. But it's up to you, and I do know when done correctly. This can be really handy from distance. So they're doing something and you just go, no, and they're like, oh, crap, okay. (laughs) But it's totally up to you. And for young puppies, you really don't need this. This is, like I said, this is what I've either used, know of, or are using currently with Tiggy. So how do I charge a marker? Because I've been talking about charging a marker, and charging process is the classical conditioning phase of teaching your dog that a click or sound or verbal marker equals food reward toys consequence whether that's a positive or negative consequence it's up to you but that's what you're charging that's the process of charging so how do you charge it so i always recommend starting with a terminal marker to keep things super simple Choose if you want to charge a verbal or a clicker marker, both are fine, I prefer clickers. Simply click the clicker, or say your word, I recommend the word yes because it's short and sweet. And feed your dog, click, feed, click, feed, click, feed. This is classically conditioning your dog to pair the sound of the clicker to the reward of the food or toy. If you want to learn more about how to charge the other markers or even going into terminal markers more in depth, then I highly recommend getting on the waiting list for Puppy University and you are going to find out why later on in the episode. Now, how do I use a marker? (laughs) Because it's great to know how to charge it, but how do you effectively use one? So whenever your puppy does something good, and this is using our terminal reward marker, Click your clicker and give them a reward. It's so simple, yet so effective. When your puppy looks at you, click feed. When your puppy sits, click feed. When your puppy comes back, click feed. You're teaching your puppy, hey, good job, I like that. Payment is coming. And you're using operant conditioning when doing this process. In this case, positive reinforcement to teach them what you like. But because you've effectively charged your marker using classical conditioning you'll be able to tell your puppy in the two second window that you like the behavior because realistically you won't be able to give your puppy food in time for them to realize what they've done right hence why we use markers the reason why it's so important to clearly communicate with your puppy is to avoid frustration between both you and your puppy Because you don't understand why your puppy is doing all the behaviours apart from the one you thought you taught them simply because you haven't used the two second window to mark the behaviour so they repeat it again. Instead what you've done you've just rewarded a totally entirely different behaviour that you haven't realised all because you haven't used correct communication. Now if you'd like to learn more about this well my free five week bonus program that I have been raving about all over Instagram has just gone live. The program is called Clarity Not Conflict and you can be part of this when you lock your spot in puppy university. The Clarity Not Conflict program is to teach you how to effectively train your puppy to be a well-rounded family pet. Effective training starts off with a successful relationship. And if you want to have a strong relationship with your puppy, then you need three things, confidence, clarity, and consistency. So if you are an unconfident and or new puppy owner who wants to become more confident training the puppy, feel clear on their goals and know how to effectively communicate with their puppy and have the motivation and support to be consistent, then lock your spot today. The programme is an exclusive free bonus when you join Puppy University and you only have 40 hours. The first 24 hours are just for the waiting list, so I'll put the link in the show notes for you to join today. Can't wait to see you there. As always, have a lovely, lovely day and see you next week. Bye for now.